Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bear on Bears fans, welcome into another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. It is a Monday, but it's a holiday weekend Monday, so Lance Briggs has the day off, but your boy's always here rocking. Bad the designer back in the building, and good to welcome into the Chicago Bears podcast for the first time. New to the show, but always been rocking with your boy over on the breeze, the man that I like to call the pettiest man alive. Pete Kid is in the building. If you uh, follow his Kobe White takes, you'll know why he's the pettiest man alive kid oh, what's going on man hey no nothing much man i appreciate you having me on the show let's give hey, him a good one man always got to always got to man we got to talk about the vikings it is vikings week so we're gonna get into how the bears stack up against this vikings team look at how the bears offense stacks up versus the vikings defense bears defense stacks or i'm sorry vikings defense stacks up versus the bears offense talk a little bit about the qb battle for those of you who don't know kid is um outside of kirk cousin's wife the man who loves kirk cousins the most and and uh, then we got. <laughs> we'll talk about all the weapons gained and lost on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page if you're listening on the podcast side. You make sure you leave a five star review. Stop playing with your boy, man. We gonna start reading some of them five star reviews live on the air too. I like doing that with with certain nice. podcasts, so we are gonna do that as well. But let's jump into the show. First things first, kid. Bears Vikings. When you look at the two teams. When you look at some of the weapons that have been gained and lost on each side, this is the breakdown that we're going to be doing today. Where do we have these teams finishing out? How do we have these teams going up head to head? I mean, let's start off with the Vikings side of things, right? Like the Vikings, you you end up losing Adam Thielen. Of course, you release Dalvin Cook to uh, save some money. Smart move. And then you, you're coming <laughs> back into this thing by drafting Jordan Addison. Good move there. Um, I mean, you were both high on Jordan Addison pairing him up with Justin Jefferson, but you still got Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position, and now you're going with Alexander Madison as your number one. Uh, how you feeling about this Vikings team when you look at them on paper right now starting the season? Hey, listen, defense has a lot to be desired, but offense, I like it. I like what they've done. I like the fact that they got another weapon uh, potentially outside uh, Justin Jefferson. In fact, if you watched a lot of those games, you know what the play was, drop back, throw it, who you're throwing it to, that guy over there, Justin Jefferson, you knew exactly where it was going. You just couldn't stop it. Yeah. Right. You just couldn't stop it. And so uh, he's a he's a phenom. I like what he brings. But, you know, when you're playing playoff uh, football and you you have aspirations to, you know, that's a that's a game plan. You try to shut down. And he didn't you know, if you go look at it, they kind of got, got off a little bit. But now he didn't have any other deep threats um, that I thought would re- be able to make him a, a really good uh, threat to uh, any advanced defense. And I think the Bears have the potential to be. Again, we've always been monsters of the Midwest. Like yeah. I, I want people to understand. I like Kirk Cousins. I'm not a Kirk Cousins Vikings like like resident fan. I don't want you all to label me that because he <laughs> didn't set me up to sit it, here it and be kinda, like It kind of feels that way when you defend Kirk Cousins sometimes. <laughs> I just don't like the narratives, man. Like the yeah. narratives around Kirk Cousins is wild. They say how how inconsistent he is. I'm like, hey, listen, dog. If Kirk Cousins wore a Bears jersey, we'd love him. Like, we really would. He'd be the best QB we've ever had, legitimately. Like, his worst season in the last six years, from a completion standpoint, was the last one. It was 65.9%. Yeah. I'm sorry. If that's your worst season, sign me up for that QB. All right? Sign <laughs> me up for that. I like that right there, right? We we haven't had a QB that throw over 4,000 yards. This yeah. man's coughing him. Like, let's be real. Like, 
and you can't sit there and say he's a turnover machine. Like twenty nine and fourteen last season, that was that was that was a dud. I'm not gonna lie, it's not it's not the worst. I've we've seen worse, but the year we've before was thirty three and seven. Yeah. Like, come on, like, like, let's not let's we can sit there and call a spade a spade. We can sit there and say that, and we'll get more into that anyway. Like, you, you don't, you don't rat, you got me. You said you went down the rabbit hole on your own, man. Hey, you listen, down look, the rabbit hole I have on to your clear own. some things up. My man said he's the he's outside of his wife, he's the biggest Kirk Cousins fan. Jesus, <laughs> right, nice setup back there. Um, but no, I like what they've done offensively, and you know, a lot of people are looking at what they do did with the running back. Uh, you've been you've been saying it's like. Dime a dozen, Dime save a dozen. some money, best move. We've we're seeing a lot of like good running backs not be able to find a home with someone willing to pay that bread for them. So it's not surprising there. Um, hopefully the one that they did pick up can do something, you know, impact the game the same way. Uh, but from an offense offensive perspective, love what they've done. We're digging to their defense because uh I'm expecting Justin to have a day there. I think here's here's my thing. When I look at one for me, I think the Bears have added more. I think the Vikings, when you look at them last season, there just was a ton of question marks the entire year. Yeah, that's all you that's can say fact. about it. A ton of question marks the entire year. What does this Vikings team do when they get in those one score games? All they do is win. Shout out DJ Khaled out here. That's not <laughs> realistic of what this team of what NFL football is. I think there's going to be a huge regression, especially seeing as how they've lost some weapons there. They could lose some weapons right a lot of question marks around danielle hunter and what he's going to be we talked about him possibly being on the bears radar uh and for me right like it's not a i don't look at this vikings team as a scary 13 and 3 team last season for the exact mm. reason that you saw in the playoffs when it comes down to it they're always going to get to this point where there's just this wall there and the consistent piece that is on this wall is Kirk Cousins and they're deciding to ride with him. He's 34 years old, I believe, 35 years old, I believe, coming up into this season. Um, And they're, they're riding it out with him because they're trying to keep Justin Jefferson happy. They watched how Randy Moss walked out the door with the Vikings before and they want to keep him around. They don't want to lose another superstar talent wide receiver in free agency or it, 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 when it comes to, you know, wanting to be traded away from the city. And so for me, I think that the way that they're going about trying to do like a, we got to rebuild while trying to, not replace major pieces, but also at some mm-hmm. point we're going to need a quarterback. Like I, it's just, I don't see that working long-term for them. You're going to come to a point where you're going to need to have this lose it out season and you might lose Justin Jefferson at that point. It sucks to say, but like how they're building this team to me by like, okay, we're going to get rid of this piece. We're going to try and replace them with this piece, the piecemeal, the patch it together. Like that works. If you're a super bowl contender already, I don't see yeah. this working for them. I think that 13 and three season was a fluky 13 and three season. And I think there's going to be a large regression back to the mean. I think the bears and the Vikings are going to end up in similar spots. I, I, I see the Vikings at best, maybe as a 10 win team. I see them, Probably at worst is an eight win team, but I think both the Bears and the Vikings are going to be around that nine win spot based on the things that the Bears were able to go out and add versus what the Vikings have kind of let walk out the door. I can see that. And, and you know what? I don't disagree with that simply because, like you mentioned, defense is a lot to be desired. And yeah. we're we going to break that down. But also, uh, some teams in our division have just made leaps. Like the Detroit Lions are a force to be reckoned with right now, whether we like it or not as Bears fans. So, like, and most people have them winning the division, right? Yeah. Last season, it was the Vikings. Most people got the Detroit Lions winning the division. So, 
you know, you look at the schedule, you look at any time you line up against them, you know, are you splitting that? Is that are, are those two guaranteed AOs for both teams? Like for both the Lions, I mean, for both the Vikings and the Bears, like the Lions have really stacked themselves up that well. No one's expecting the Packers to come out like that, but that's always an anomaly. Yeah. So you look at how many times you face them and things of that nature. I think the I think the uh, schedule that they have is obviously a lot tougher than it was the previous season. And with all these anomalies, they could be on a slide, right? Uh, but at the same time, our schedule is not all that favorable. When we look at who we face and how they stack up and how some of these players, how some of these teams have retooled. So uh, it's it's one of those things where I'm happy. It, it works in our favor if they take a step back, because yeah. obviously that means it gives us opportunity and room to actually grow within the division. Uh, but it's also one of those things where, there's a lot of questions on our end. So when we talk about how these teams face up against each other, you know, I have them split in this season series. I have the Vikings smacking us the first game. I really do, because there's a lot of questions. And when you look at how the season opens up, you know, we face them right off the back of playing the Broncos and, and the Chiefs. We got yeah. one down down game in the uh, commanders, but then we're right back on the uptick of some some really hard games. And, you know, that it could be something that we we won't be able to handle early in the season. Later in the season may be a little different though. It's it's going to be interesting to me because there's it's one of those things where I look at the Bears team last season and I I've said this a couple of times, right? You leave that team exactly as it was, that team finds its way to seven wins. Seven wins ain't good with that team though because of the payroll and everything that goes into it. Yeah. But it finds its way to seven wins. So now you basically said we basically are just going to we we want to take everything away from you. We we're going to make sure you suck. Nope, Roquan Smith is gone. Nope, Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. he's out of here. Get the money out of here. Nope, we're getting rid of this weapon. Nope, we're making this at like you took so much away to to manufacture the loss that I don't think that the jump there's there's gonna be a big jump to me for the Bears. Three wins to nine wins is a big jump. It's a six game jump. Six game jump. Yeah. But quarter of the season. I don't think that it is a third of the season. I, I don't think that it's a as big a jump if that team is left intact last season and if you allow Justin Fields to actually have weaponry coming into the season, but you pulled the rug out from under that team as a whole. So now it looks way worse, which it worked out, right? We get the number one pick. We get DJ Moore in here. Glad to have him. Better weapon, in my opinion, than that. But I think that the Bears are going to take this this jump, as we'll call it now, from three to nine, not because of the team being... uh, uh, um, a three-win team to start the season, but because mm-hmm. they manufactured that three wins and now going in, you're giving Justin Fields way more weaponry. I mean, like, Facts. your number one was Byron Pringle. And then it was Equinamia St. Brown. Like, we were, your best signing last season, offseason was Byron Pringle and then it was like, oh, we got Equinamia St. Brown. Yeah. Gross. I mean, like, shout yeah. out EQ. <laughs> Glad to have you there. Glad to be have you on the team. I, I, but, like, that, that's not, that, that's not the number one signing that you want. And so mm-hmm. for me, now you're coming in with so many more weapons. Like, I think there's going to be this leap for the Bears. And I just don't see the Vikings. I, I I see the Vikings as a team that just kind of does what the Vikings have done. I, I compared it to, right, the Vikings had the Bears 2018 season. Don't be surprised if 2019 Bears is what we see from the Vikings that return to the norm, especially when you've got to have, listen, I, I, I know you're you're a fan of Kirk, but at the end of the day, they're going to have Kirk throwing the ball a lot more. Yeah. And, and and history has shown you that when you have Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 25 times a game to 30 times a game, that's not your recipe for being a, a top team in your division. 
You you know what? But he also was on a team that didn't really give faith and confidence in him doing so. And so I think that impacts it as well. He a lot of times, you know, you you're throwing to one particular guy because that is where a lot of the offense came to. And I think you ran down the, the numbers previously. I know we get back to it, but Jefferson has ate up the Bears a lot. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, like oh, yeah. it's 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 he's not a pretty. stud for for a reason, right? Like, and I know you got the numbers against him Hold and Jalen Johnson. Me, I know we me, get to that in a second. Yeah, like, let me pull them up. Like, like, it's, it's, numbers it's is, ugly, is bro. Hold on, it, yeah. Hold on, here we go. Uh, so this is from 2020 to 2023, and it, it has been listen, there's been back and forth, but the end numbers make it look really bad in, in the other team's favor, yeah. I mean. Talk to 2020, him. eight for 10, 135 yards, 16 yards per catch, basically average. Jesus. Um, game two, 2020, eight for 11, 104 yards, 13 yards average. Uh, 2021, first game, four for 10, 47 receiving yards, 11.8. I think that's actually when Jalen Johnson started making his name a little bit, right? Lockdown, started getting okay. Some, right, little, game nice play. Five for seven next game, 107 yards, 21 yard average, but. I believe that was a lot of first quarter stuff. I think there was adjustment second quarter where Jalen Johnson got did back they, into it. I believe that's the game. I believe they, that there's a game, game where there was an adjustment. Did the Vikings I mean? win that game? Um, they don't have final scores on this one, but it's it's twenty twenty. They won that game. <laughs> I, 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 it's a good chance they won that game. Okay. Here's that's the really thing, though. Here's the thing, though. I don't know because, like, the other thing is too. The Bears always find a way to beat the Vikings. Because they take away yeah. that running game from, from Kirk yeah. Cousins. But uh, keeping it going, last two games of last season. First game, of course, Cook showed 12 for 13, 154 yards, 12.8 yards per carry. And then that final game, uh, four for five, 38 yards, 9.5 uh, yards uh, yards per carry, yards per catch. So looking um, at what you just said, yeah. though, right? Looking at all those numbers, here's the, here's the reason why I'm like, all right, Kirk is not as bad as people are saying it is. Because... Everyone looks at the stats and they, they sit it's there and Kirk say, or is Justin? <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Justin can't make any of those moves. Justin Jefferson, by the way, that's what we're talking about for those just tuning in. He can't make any of those moves unless someone gets it to him. And to have someone that gets it to him, he had 21 yards. Per, now, yards after the catch is something we'd have to look at. I understand yeah. that. that you know, re- receivers can make plays on, on after the catch. But, like, on average, when you watch the Vikings, that ball is in the air, and he's giving him the opportunity to make a play. And for a, a talent like Justin Jefferson, that's really what you want. I want I want a QB that's going to put it up there, let me go get it. And so his job is to make his QB right. And they've been doing that. They've been clicking on that end. And Kirk Cousins is a top 10 deep ball passer in this league as of last season. Yeah. Better than – better. he edged out Patrick Mahomes. He edged out Josh Allen. Uh, I'm not saying he's better than them because, I mean, Dak Prescott is top four on that list. Like, let's be real. Um, <laughs> and way, Geno Bears Smith led lose, the league. Let's, Bear, let's be real. Bears did lose just about all of those matchups. So, okay. yeah, there's right. that. So, yeah, there's that. Here we go. So, like, against – mind you, in this format, against us, they've been they've been cooking. You like, And you got to give that credit. So, like, I'm going to give them the nod. I'm going to have respect against my opponent because they have a tandem right there that's been cooking. They added an extra weapon. The only thing that makes me think that the Bears have a great chance of beating this team and turn and turning tide on that is the simple fact that Justin finally has weapons, but this also puts an immense amount of pressure on that. And I don't care what anyone says, the outside noise matters. These yeah. players hear it, the organizations hear it, and you're in Chicago. Chicago is one of the like I, I've said this every single sport, every single live. We will ride or die with you. You're our guy if we see you out there putting in work. But when you get opportunity and you ain't taking advantage of it. Hey, listen, y'all think I'm playing? 
Chicago Bulls trying to trade Zach Levine every chance they get. The whole fan base that is. Hey, that hey, man hey, got hey, better hey, every season. Oh, the fan base. Oh, I was going to say fan base. You know what I'm saying? We're just letting you know. The fan base trying to trade him every chance they get. He got better every season. Yeah. Right? That's the type of situation you're in. When it's you finally pressure. get the pieces around you, the pressure is on. And so now that that's what it is for me. Justin has to show up in there, and that's the X factor between these matchups because their defense, and we can roll it to that right quick. Who's on that defense, man? Who's I on mean, Vikings defense? Here, here's here's where, and <laughs> this is funny because like the rundown of the teams is interesting. So let's let's do it this way, right? Let's look at kind of how the two teams match up. This is Bears versus Vikings week. Let's keep mm-hmm. it Bears versus Vikings. Let's look Absolutely. at how. The Vikings offense, or I'm sorry, the Vikings defense, since you want to start on the defensive side, matches up versus the Bears offense. Now, here's the real kicker with it for me. Danelle Hunter is a question mark because you don't know if he's going to be on a team or not. Not because of play. He's an amazing player. I hope the Bears might make a trade for him. I hope that you write, you know what I mean? I love to see him on the team. But he's an amazing player. The combination of him and Zadarius Smith is scary. But one, you went into a a 3-4 defense, which he's just a better player when he's got his hand in the dirt. You didn't see that as much last season. I I look at that defensive line as one that could be dangerous, but I don't know what uh, Danielle Hunter is going to be at the end of all of this. Zadarius Smith, to me, is the monster on that defense. You got Harrison Phillips and, and Blacklock. And then, like, I'm looking in the backfield. I got I got freaking Harrison Smith still on the team. And he's 107. He played against Jay Cutler. Like, it, it's, it's, you start to look at that defense and you're like, okay, there's names there. But, but like, some of them are kind of old. And so I see the Bears offense with the weaponry that they have as above, at least on paper right now, it's got to pan out, above what the Vikings defense can provide. And even to me, right, when you're talking about a team that your best asset is getting to Justin Fields with those front two, bringing in Phillips, bringing in Blacklock, those guys like that, right? Like, I've seen a lot of teams struggle with getting to Justin Fields when he had no other option but to use his legs, and you knew he was going to run the football. Mm-hmm. That option is not the same this year, and Harrison Smith is not going to destroy Justin or uh, DJ Moore. Uh, <laughs> right, like he's not going to be that last line of defense the same way that he once was. A great player, great history, love his Vikings, yeah, legacy and all of that. But like, bro, this is football. This ain't After a while, do, you, do the age and, and years yeah. matter. Yeah, yeah, you start yeah, yeah. to deteriorate. I mean, it just is what it is. But at the same time, we've gotten so much better. Like, again, and again, it is on paper. I have to give credit. It is on paper. But on paper, we are so much better than we were last season. And, you know, we are expecting our front line to hold up for Justin. We're expecting him to have time to throw down the field. And we we still have a good run game. Well, that's your biggest question, probably, right? I mean, your biggest question is if, let's say, everybody becomes kumbaya, Hunter ends up getting a new contract, you got Zadarius Smith and Hunter on you. That's a heck of a matchup for... for, uh, uh, Braxton Jones and and the rookie over on the right side. You know what I mean? That, that's that's a, I agree that's, with a that. that's a tough matchup. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just gonna be right. Like that's one of those where it's like you're gonna get a test. How are you gonna respond mm-hmm. to the test? But the interesting about that is that's coming off of again and it, sticking to the Vikings, but looking at who we played beforehand, 
we're go- they're going to have reps against who- teams I think have a better defense. I think the Broncos have a- still have a better defense than the Vikings. If I'm yeah, for sure, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. I just just trying, but sticking with them is like, hey, we have some time to kind of share that up before we get to this particular game. Yeah. And we have some time to see what that's going to look like and make adjustments by then. It's not like we open the season against the Vikings, right? right. So no, that's like, week six. Week six. So we have some time to actually cheer that up. So this is this is why I say against this particular team, who I would say a good defense. I say middle of the middle of the road defense. What would we say? Like top fifteen, maybe. If they keep the players of top fifteen, potentially on paper. Yeah, I think. Probably. We still have to see because how it looks. We front, don't know that if season line, hasn't started. That front line is dangerous, but probably I would throw them top 15. Let's see where they finished out last yeah. season. But go Lance, ahead. I know Lance would be like, we ain't seen these people on the field yet. So, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's a fact. Like, But at the end of the day, it's like projected. I can see that. But again, I just have faith in what the... Yeah, no. Nah, they finished 27th in DVOA last year. Okay, so no. like We, we, we should be able to... They... they <laughs> See, they're an anomaly, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like, they finished 27 the DVOA, but their uh, EPA per play, they, they ranked 16. The Vikings were very hard to gauge out yeah. the last season. And that's why when people sit here and they make grand statements about that particular team and certain players, I'm just like, hey, there's no... I think I said to this to you offline. There was really no consistency to how they won a lot of times. Yeah. Like sometimes it was definitely the defense that carried them the whole way. But sometimes that offense was just on fire. And it was just like, yo, like they they got something there. They ain't strung it together yet, but they went 13 and three. And no matter how it looked, no matter how ugly it was, they went 13 and three. I just think that that's such a it's. You learn something about yourself in that in that process. Yeah, but that's and so I that's, think that's ultimately why they went. Hey, we're gonna let Kurt do what Kurt does because they learned a lot in that. So it didn't end the way they wanted it to, but you learned a lot. But I think that's that's such a situation where not to say that you can say right thirteen to three is their record. They are what they are, just like the Bears are three and fourteen they are what they are. But at the end of the day, that's a situation that I mean, it's almost impossible to replicate. Like it, like the every it happened, one. I believe they had nine one-score games last season, and they were like seven and two. Like that's that's almost impossible to replicate. Like the football gods were Vikings fans last season, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you turned on them when it got to the playoffs. <laughs> now, the one thing I will say: you look at that playoff game, they shut Justin down. And uh, yeah, and that, yeah. so now they give him up. They gave him uh, another weapon potentially. Um, they gave you know they probably use Hawk a lot more, right? You might see Kirk be captain check down for a good minute, and you should be if that's what they if the defense gives it to you. That's what the QB should do. Um, but like, hey, I, I can see it coming together. I don't see them winning thirteen games. I'm with you on that. I don't see them winning thirteen games. However, when we stick to how we match up against them. This is where I say there's a lot of pressure because on both matchups, we're facing them at the first matchup. I think is a little easier, right? We come off a commander's game and and we have them. But again, you know, how high powered offense projected, I I can see them getting the edge up. That second time is in between both divisional games between the Lions. A little bit more important as well, too. A little bit more important. And so now I carry this, this thought process into... You know, maybe the first game, let's say we win the first game. Cool. 
But if we start getting on that streak where we face the Lions, and I, I, I'm not projecting us to beat the Lions. I'm just not. I think the Lions, I think the Lions did. You think they sweep us this year? I hate to say it, but yeah, they just made some, they just, they just I gotta see tooled it. their team they did the right way. last year though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just did the right thing. Well, they did kind of do that already, but <laughs> they did the, they did the right things. Like yeah. you have to take your hat off to that organization. They did the right things. They built that team, and everyone is like they put the they put the word on notice. Now they drafted a little funky early on, but <laughs> hey, listen, running back twelve. Hey, hey, hey. Let me get in on that. <laughs> I don't know who I don't know who approved that right there, but hey. half that draft room did not like that. Hey, pick. bro, I swear I see that draft room. They high five hey. it. Yeah, we got it. Everybody in the back, like, did we just take a running back? And I was like, hey, what's the oh, game? Bro, plan what's here? going on with that? What are we doing with that? <laughs> I think we drafted the better running back, if I'm being honest. But you know, I have to give the, my hat off to him. But again, we faced a lot of Vikings in the middle of that. And so I am if if you don't get nothing else from me on this particular pod, I am really big on keeping the morale high, keeping us on in a situation where the city is rallying behind the team and that the players rally around each other. And three you lose three games. That dude does some damage to you mentally. I don't care what nobody says. There's yeah. too many professional players who've actually said that. So it's like, hey, I it, but you use three games in a row to your divisional rivals. That's tough. And the, the That's thing is, the, the, the hard part is, right, like Yurko talked about it. He called them double losses, right? <laughs> if you, it's, not, it's not just you losing to your rival. Your rival also won. So they gain a game on you in that sense. So Bears in November, you got Lions, Vikings, Lions, Browns. Um, they, this Browns is in December. It's, it's a tough stretch there. But to me, right, like the Vikings, like you said, second time around, I don't, I don't expect the I don't expect the Lions to sweep the Bears this year. Um, I expect a split. I do expect a split. I think the Bears lose up in Detroit. I think the Bears are able to get it down here in uh, Chicago. Mm -hmm. And that could be two wins in a row there for me. Um, But when I look at just how you're talking about the morale of things, keeping things upbeat, keeping the team right on the right path, this team, most of this team that is here, went through a 10 loss in a row season. <laughs> I don't think there's much that can break yeah. them. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and yeah. so like when I look at them kind of, and I think that's the thing too, right? Like when you talk about even that, like this is a whole different point. We didn't even have planned on here, but like you think about the difference here. Like if the Vikings get off to a bad start, it could get ugly. Ugly quick. If the Vikings right. get off to a mediocre start, it could get up because we were 13 and three. Yeah. We were them boys. We were dog, and I just I see a regression, right? Like there could come a point in the season where the Vikings are you're, you're you know looking at maybe a couple of losses in a row, and you're having the same mistakes over and over again for a team that w- we watched this here in Chicago when you're the team when we were the twelve and four Bears. It was, mm-hmm. oh, my God, we can't be stopped. Everything is this. And then we saw how the losing affected losses just kept piling up yep. and you couldn't figure out why losing streaks began, right? Bears have been in a losing streak. They know what that road is like. They know how to navigate that road. Now they're trying to navigate some of these winning streak roads. They ain't, we ain't figured that one out yet. Man, I think we've had – have we won two games in a row since Justin's been our quarterback? I mean, we only won three last season, so I highly doubt that. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. I I didn't fact check that at some point. That's hey, tough. we gotta fact check that. But I just hey, like I mean, hey. it's kind of hard. If you say we won two in a row, we won three hey. last season. Like, and it was that's a the highlight of the season, right there. Between them, bro. Like I don't know. I'll, if I'll say this: Fields though. has ever won two weeks in a row, Doc. 
I, I'll say this because here's here's where again my fandom for the team comes in at being a Bears fan. Um, we have on paper all the potential in the world, and I think you even mentioned it. You know, the 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 I'm about to say Lions, Vikings, seven and two, whatever it was, nine game stretch of uh, you know one touchdown games. The Bears had about six of them things. Yeah. Right. So we're in the same situation where we had six one score games where we were in it. Yeah. Right. And Justin was still figuring some things out. He was finally, you know, we, we finally let the, the reins loose a little bit, let him do his thing. But now we're going to see him in the offense that's focused more on his passing ability. Yeah. And so what does that look like? This will be his first full season to have that opportunity with weapons. And that could go either way as well. That could go either way. And so just like it's pressure for the Vikings and how they started off 13 and three, things of that nature. Yeah. The pressure for us is the same way. We can roll into this season and let's say it's a good game, whatever, Packers, whatever, right? But then we start finding ourselves against the Chiefs, the Broncos, and then we struggling a little bit, although those are better teams and everyone has them ranked as better teams, right? And so like putting into full context, like if losing against the Chiefs, are you really looking at it as an L when you're rebuilding? Like, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I, it's the champs. Like, I can't really say anything about that. We want to win every game, but let's be real. But think about the morale. Think about how, okay, what if they shut us down? What if what if they make life hell for Justin? What if the Broncos come in and shut Justin down? Well, I think that's this is we'll first year in this uh, first year, of, like, really, like, slinging the pill. It's like, yo, what happens then? He's still very fresh from that perspective. Like, yeah. let's just wash Nagy out. Let's say, hey, we we're dealing with year two, Justin in a full offense. What is that really? You know, where where is the uh, learning curve on that? You know what I'm trying to say? I think yeah, I'm yeah. not framing that right. Well, I think I th basically what you're saying is how long is it going to take him to actually get used to passing in an offense? Like th this me. is going go. to be his first year throwing the football this much. By the way, he's won two games in a row one time. Uh, 2021, he beat the Raiders in uh week five no he beat the uh the lions week four he beat the raiders week five thank god it's the only time it's the only time uh clap it up uh but no at the at, at the end hold on do i got that on? i think i got that on this one that's on it clap it up <laughs> uh but I, I i think that um here's here's what i look at with justin fields coming into this season and the similarities but like on polar opposite ends with the vikings Mm -hmm. the Vikings and the Bears both were in a ton of one-score games last season. You talked about that, right? And the Bears, it just went the wrong way because they literally just said, we're going to pull the rug from out under this team. Y'all going to lose. Yeah. Like, we're losing. <laughs> and it, it seemed like it even... I don't care what nobody says. Some of them game plans seemed like that was the game plan. It looked like it changed at Some midway. Them, like, it would be like, Justin would be cooking for the first half and then it'd be like, we wouldn't throw the football again. So... Like yeah, yeah I'm mean, with you. I'm, I'm with you. I'm we not saw them games. Like, must be like, well, the coaches shouldn't be trying to lose. Somebody says something. Um, but I, I also look at, you know, what the Vikings did with their winning, and it was a situation to me where that was an anomaly the other direction because of what that team was. And so I think that they're, the Bears and the Vikings are going to be a lot more. Me and you, here's the thing, right? When you look at offense versus defense and defense versus offense, when I look at the Bears defense versus the Vikings offense, I, I can see a stalemate. I feel like it's kind of, you know, they're kind of the same. There isn't Dalvin Cook there to worry about who was an amazing uh, monster out of that backfield. Alexander Madison, okay. It's going to be a step back from Dalvin Cook to Alexander Madison. He can still be good and take a step back. 
maybe uh, Jordan Addison is a um, is what we thought he was in college and comes in and gives the uh, Vikings that much uh, more of a second weapon. But at the end of the day, I still don't have this overwhelming belief in Kirk Cousins. I still don't lose my mind like Kirk Cousins is the end all be all back there at the quarterback position. I know that if the Bears were able to get pressure on them and hopefully with some of the weapons that they've added, some of our young guys were able to pan out, right? A Javon Dexter or mm-hmm. a, uh, a, a, um, a a Zach Pickens, right? Justin Jones being in there. Like hopefully some of the things that we've added add to the Bears being able to get pressure on Kirk Cousins. I see the offense and defense kind of at an even crossroads, right? The Bears have added, the, the Vikings have lost. And I think they're kind of at the same spot, which means that the, the Vikings offense could come out on the winning side of one. The Bears defense could come out on the winning side of one. I am looking forward to see Hawkinson across the middle versus, versus uh, Tremaine. No, I ain't going to be interested. I think, I think <laughs> Tremaine going to lay that man out. Uh, but I, I think that on top of that, right, like you also have to talk about the flip side of the Bears defense versus – I'm sorry, the Vikings defense versus the Bears offense. And when we – when I look at that on paper, I see the Bears offense winning out every time on that and just on paper, just because of the question marks that there are already on the Vikings defense. Mm-hmm. So you really kind of just have to ask the, the question of how much better is one offense than the other? And is the Bears defense going to make enough of a difference in their matchups? I know what Justin Jefferson can do. I know that he can cook. I know how uh, him and Kirk Cousins together, they have been a dominant. You can't say they haven't been a dominant combo. Can't say that. Can't say they haven't been. But I I just really kind of want to see if that continues when the teams are now able to fight back. You saw Packers in that last week versus the Vikings. Kind of saw how the Bears did it, although the Vikings kind of had things wrapped up at that point, so I don't think they were going all out in that situation. Um, you saw how the Lions handled the Vikings at times last season. And I just think that it's one of those things where the rest of the division is catching up and the Vikings mm-hmm. are going the wrong way. I can't disagree with you. I mean, like you look at the pieces they lost, it's kind of hard to. You wonder who they're going to keep. I mean, we were even just talking about potentially trading for one of their players and some of the rumors in the contract dispute that, that they, excuse me, that they've had. I can't disagree with you, right? But I think this is more of the Bears just got better, not the Vikings fell off tremendously because we really just can't see that until we see him on the field. No. I'm not going to bet against Kirk Cousins and Justin uh, Jefferson during the regular season. Now, if this is a playoff game, hey, the lights <laughs> might be a little bit too bright. For, <laughs> lights, lights have proven to be a little bright for Curtis no. sometimes. But regular season, he's always been a good QB. He's always been a good QB, uh, for, at least for the last five, six years. No one can yeah. dispute that. Like, you really can't. The The, the numbers... And the performance actually just okay. support it, you know? I just feel like, here's the thing. I feel like when Bears fans look at Kirk, we look at him and what we haven't had and not what he is compared to what the rest of the league is used to. <laughs> like, he's an okay quarterback. I mean, listen, one, you go back, what, last five years? Yeah. One season over 4, 000, under 4,000? Brayton has been consistently over 100. As far as uh, his rating, like, again, he may not always be the reason you win, but he's not like people make it seem like he's always the reason you lose. And that's yeah. Yeah, like that's not even that's I not love even how factual. I love how Cam Jordan said it. I think it describes him best. And I think that's why the Bears have to get some pressure on Kirk. Kirk Cousins is the quarterback that makes the right decision too slow. 
He's going to get the ball to the right guy. He's going to get the ball where the ball says it's supposed mm-hmm. to go in the offense. More times than not, a lot of the issues that happen on the offensive side of the ball are not because Kirk Cousins is making the wrong decision. But you only get that split second. And I think, right, like even when we talk about Justin Fields, we talk about Justin Fields versus defense. To me, this is the time where I need to see Justin Fields go, hey, um, I need to make the decision on run the football or take this deep shot like that. It should not be I'm sitting here surveying him because if if everything stays together the way it is, there's going to be pressure in your face. Facts. But there's not a lot of stuff over there on the back line. I sh- I'm not that worried about Harrison Smith. I'm just not. So you should be able to get the ball to DJ Moore on a deep shot. You should be able to get the ball to Chase Claypool. You should be able to attack the middle of this field. You should be able to throw them open at times as well. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest things. And that's like, listen, I hope he does it. I want him to take the Jalen Hurts, who I think he's better than, uh, has the potential to be better than, rather. I was going to say, I wanted, like, whoa. Uh, yeah, I said potential. <laughs> I said potential. <laughs> I like, hey, hey, not at first. I was like, better than the dude that just went correct, to the Super Bowl, huh? Correct. I got to correct myself. You know, I correct myself. I think he has the potential to be better than, than Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I think he has that potential. But I think Kurt Warner said it best. He's a spot-up, got-him uh, type of QB. He has to see it before he throws it. You yeah. got to throw that. That open in the league is not college. And you well, got to, he has to be able to do it. And and now I'm hoping that these weapons give him that opportunity because it's a two way yes. thing. That QB has to, that QB has to trust his receivers to make that play, and the receivers have to make their QB right. Yeah. And no, now I, he I, does have those people. So now is I don't want to hear. Oh, he doesn't trust these guys. This, that, and the other. No, you got to throw that ball. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I think there's a lot more on Justin. I'm I'm not one of the fans who comes out and says Justin Fields shouldn't. Like I, my expected, he should have 3,800 yards. It just should. Yeah, that's, that's, that's there's, there's average quarterbacks in the NFL to have 3,800 yards. He just should like that. Like if Justin Fields is what we hope he is, he should have 3,800 yards. Now, if it's 3,600 yards with 600 yards rushing, I'm not going to sit here and split hairs with you. Facts but if he comes out of another season with 3,100 yards, like he better have a Lamar Jackson season where it's like thirty one hundred, but it's because I was scoring so many short touchdowns. <laughs> like, right. like it better be like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it got to be one of those joints. Like it can't be. I'm throwing twelve passes a game. I'm completing eight of them, and it, especially to me versus a team like the Vikings. Like there's too many teams on this schedule. When I, when I look at this schedule, right when when I look at the Bears schedule. Packers, you should be able to attack deep. Buccaneers, you should be able to attack deep. Chiefs, tough. I mean, you should be able to attack, but I doubt you're going to get that. Broncos, tough, right? Commanders, you should be able to attack deep. Vikings again. Raiders, Chargers. Eh, Chargers a little tougher. Like good frontline pressure on the Chargers. They they probably come out a little bit better. Saints should be a back and forth offensively. Yeah. Panthers, Lions, like you can go through this entire thing and there's a lot of teams that Justin Fields should be able to attack this season. We shouldn't come out of this season having it. And, and very much right, like when I just to focus it back in on the Vikings here, like the two matchups here, we should not come out of either of those matchups. One, because one is in week six and two, because the other one's later in the season and it's going to be a very important game talking about Justin Fields needed to throw the ball more. That's a fact. 
And I think that's where all of this lies. When we go through all of these weeks, man, outside of the Lions, there's nobody that scares me deep defensively. There's no DBs that I'm just like, oh, my God, how are we going to be able to beat that guy? Like, I I can't say that. The Packers technically have them. I don't think the Packers know how to use them. I ain't got to figure that defense out, but we talked about that last week. <laughs> well, I, you know, yeah, I, I know you all did. And that was great, Pop. And, and again, I think our biggest question for them is QB play. At this point, at least with the Vikings, we know that we are, whether you think he's mid or not, you can't say he's not a good QB. You have no idea what Jordan Love looks like, right? <laughs> so, like, yeah. You have no idea. what. Well, yeah. You know Jared Goff is a good QB. Like, yeah. maybe not great. Maybe not elite to some people's opinion, but he's a good QB, right? He's been he's been cooking. He's had a nice, a nice little stretch. And that's what we're comparing him against. To me, it boils down to what our offense looks like. And, and yeah. actually, I throw this question to you because this is one of the biggest things I always want to get your opinion on. We've made some leaps defensively. We have some questions on the line, but nothing that, sca- nothing that scares me. Right. How do you feel like that line is going to hold up against, uh, you know, Minnesota's front? And then even expanded a little bit when we go into that 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 four game run with the Lions, Vikings, uh, Lions and, and Browns. How do you think that we're going to hold up then? And what should we be seeing by then as far as how that line protects Justin and where Justin should probably, you know, should be in that in that respect? Well, I think here's the thing about it. I think the Bears offensive line or defensive line, I should say, is set up to do one thing. It's set up to stop the run right now. Mm-hmm. Right? You got Andrew Billings. You got Justin Jones. You've got. Uh, Dominique Walker, you, you're adding in, right? Like you're hoping that um, Zach Pickens and um, why am I blanking on the other young man's name that we just drafted this season? Javon Dexter uh, are able mm. to go out there and be those penetrating type of players where you're getting pressure on the quarterback, play in and play out. But right now we know that the Bears are going to be good defending the run. Then it's going to come down to what does that do to the pass? When I look at the Vikings team, I've seen Kirk Cousins without a run game. It's not good. So if the Bears can, and I think this is very much how Ryan Poles has built this team out. If the Bears can defend the run versus the Vikings, and we've seen Mm -hmm. this in history. I know last season was a little bit better, but even in the playoffs, it kind of spoke to it as well. When I see the Vikings not have the running game, Kirk Cousins is much worse. Because you're all you're focused so much on him and getting to him. Yeah, and, and so, he's not a mobile QB to kill you that way. And so now I'm sitting there trying to keep Kirk Cousins in the backfield all day, keep him clean, make sure that he's got a clean pocket, all of that. Like, yes, they're still going to have to get that pressure in the passing game, but I think that making it all on Kirk Cousins' shoulders is such in the Bears' favor. And I think that when you look at the division with a lot of teams here, it's so much in the Bears' favor because that is – what a lot of these young QBs and or non-mobile QBs are going to rely on a ton. And to me, that's what Kirk Cousins kind of falls into, a guy that relies heavy on his running game to be a bailout, even relying on him coming out of the backfield as a little check down weapon. You got Hawk, you still got Madison, but I think the Bears defensive line as a whole is set up to compete against what the Vikings are going to be able to bring to the table Listen, I don't care how good Jalen Johnson. He's not stopping Justin Jefferson. Like no, I don't I care mean, who you put on Tyreek Stevenson. 
Kendall Vildor, uh, Kyler Gordon. It, it, nobody's stopping Justin Jefferson. You can slow him down, but you're not going to stop him. So he's going to get his money. The question is then what happens with everybody else in that offense? And I think that's when you start to have the conversation of Kirk Cousins having a ball in his hand a ton. He's got to make the play to get it done. That's where what Cam Jordan said comes into play. Mm-hmm. He's going to make the right decision, but does he make the right decision just a split second too late where we're talking about turnover, Kurt? And usually that's when you see that Kirk come out when there isn't that run game available to him. Let's flip it a little bit. How do you think the Bears will be able to keep Justin clean in that regard? Because we're still talking about a QB who over the last two seasons hit the deck a lot. And even against some teams where it probably shouldn't have happened. Right. I, I want to see what Justin. We've heard all the improvements, right? He's quicker. He's making his decisions quicker, going through yep. his reads quicker. All that. Show me that. If he's going through his reads quicker, he'll be fine. Because the. I would say 65% of the sacks that happened last season are on the offensive line. It's a high number. That still leaves a lot that is on Justin Fields. That leaves a lot that is in Justin Fields' hands. And I think it's, listen, Justin Fields, last season, how he looked, looked like he was trending towards a very Kirk Cousins type of throwing, right? Mm -hmm. He was trying to make the right decision. But sometimes it was too slow. Yeah. And you could see it. There was times where Justin took off. Courtney talked about this even. There were times where Justin took off and you could almost see it. And I had to go back and look at some of the some of the rushing touchdowns. I think it's the one against Miami. You see him look and he's st- he's trying to throw the ball, but he just can't get it in himself to let it go. He mm-hmm. takes off, he ends up being a big play. He runs for like 60, 70 yards, whatever it was, and ends up getting a touchdown on the next play. But that was a very jarring moment of like, I know what I should do. I just can't pull this trigger. Mm. He's got to be able to do that this season. He's got to be able to do that this season. And so I think that's really what it's going to come down to. I think the offensive line is better. I do. I I think the offensive line is better. I think a lot of it still is going to fall on Justin to be a hundred percent hell or a hundred percent believer in the guys he has on the team, the guys he has on the field and the system that's in place. And also Luke gets, called the right system. (laughs) Luke Gessie calling right out. I'm glad you mentioned that. He, I don't think he gets enough smoke. Um, anyway, I, I just to, just to get you, because I, I like hearing your opinion on this as well. Let's just say, for instance, we do take an L. Mm-hmm. Let's say we take an L. What's an acceptable L to you? Because to me, I'm you always, and, and I've said this on our show, on The Breeze, uh, you all can you know get my opinion over there, but realistically, I'm okay with taking an L if we're developing the right way. Yeah, if I'm if I can see that my QB is making leaps and bounds and like we're really in this game and I'm not solely relying on him to be out there looking like Lamar Jackson uh, from the run perspective, by the way, I'm, I'm not huge on his passing game. Um, I can I can live with that. I can live with that, especially week six. I can live with that. D- depending on how the other games look now, I can live with that. Yeah. I can I can I can live with him being outdueled by Kirk Cousins, who has been a really accurate QB for the last five, six seasons, like freakishly accurate. I think an acceptable ale is if the reason we lost is because of something we don't yet have, right? Mm. If the reason we lost is, you know, Javon Dexter isn't generating enough pressure on the quarterback because he's developing, he's going from learning a two gap system to a one gap system. Or if the reason that we lost is because right. uh, Darnell Wright uh, got destroyed by Zadarius Smith all day and 
Not to say that he was bad, but he just got beat by the better player at that point in the season. Right? Like those are the those are the losses that you look at as more acceptable because now it's something that can be fixed. When you lose just because a team just came in and kicked your butt, <laughs> I, that's not that's those aren't accept, like yeah. those, that's the losses we had last season. Yeah, we shouldn't yep. see any of the losses we had last season. This season, there's going to be some where some teams come in and just kick your butt. But it shouldn't be as consistent as it was last year, right? Like, I think the Bears are going to be nine and eight. All eight losses shouldn't be because the other team was better. Because I don't think that there are eight losses on here where the other team is just leaps and bounds better. I think they're just in a further spot with the Bears. Like, uh, Chiefs, Buccaneers, or uh, Chiefs, Broncos, um, Vikings, of course, Lions. I've got all those down as losses. I think I have the Browns down as a loss as well. I think I got them splitting with the Packers, but that's not because the team is leaps and bounds better than you. I think that might be a situation where that's just their day. Now, Chiefs yeah. and Chiefs and Broncos. Yeah, you, you, you know what that I mean, is. It is yeah, you know what that is. <laughs> if we win those games, guess what? Everybody. We did it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm just playing with you. But like, oh, no, no, facts. No, like, if we beat the Chiefs, oh, you're not gonna hit the end of me. Hey, man, listen, we we in there. If we beat the Chiefs and Justin looks and, and like performs on par with Patrick Mahomes, and that's it. Yeah, we in there. Yeah, we in Jesus. there. I'm having now, that. Hey, listen, but I will say this: for me, it's um, eliminating the turnovers. So if Justin be in a situation where we expect him to pass more. If he's able to do that and we have minimum turnovers, right? Things of that nature, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if he goes out there and even still, I still give leniency because it's like, okay, you're still trying to figure it out week six. It's still a little early, but you should kind of be stringing it together. I'm okay with that as long as we like we keep it under control as much as possible. Like I'm yeah. I'm not trying to see a multiple INT game from the Lions on us. I mean, I mean Vikings on us. Like if if they walk away with three picks. Like, like, and it's clear that Justin's like underthrowing and stuff like that, or maybe even it's the wide receivers not being in sync. That's a, that's a big thing too. Again, it's a two way street. They got to make him right. That then I'm looking at like, all right, that's not an acceptable loss. Those yeah. are things that we should be able to control to some yeah. degree, right? And they don't have the defense that makes me sit there and say, yeah, we got to worry about this. Yeah, you no, know, I, I agree. That well, Lions maybe Lions got some dogs. Yeah, Lions I mean, I, I, I keep Vikings, saying the Lions Vikings. in my mind because that's they. I have them in my mind as running the division. I just have yeah. to be honest about that. They've they've made some moves. If they don't, that's shame on them. I think they have the momentum. I think they, that's the, the storyline around like, the league is is leaning toward them winning the division. Like they have everything they need to really like show up and show out. If they don't, that's on them. But to me, I think that's the thing, right? Like when I look at the Vikings, when I look at the Bears, we talked about the Packers last week. Running the division could be eleven. Like running the division could be eleven wins. I don't see the Packers. I, I don't see the Vikings as a 12-win team or a, a like maybe a 10-win team. Maybe. But I just I don't see the Vikings as this juggernaut that comes out and dominates on the other side. I see the Bears as a team that can go out and be just as competitive in the NFC North as the Vikings can. I think that there'll be a ton of splits between all of these teams in the division this year. And at the end of the day, we'll look at it. And here's the thing, right? Like Bears could finish nine and eight. Vikings or pa- Vikings could finish nine and eight. It's still not good. It's okay. It's not good, right? Eleven and eleven and seven, right? Eleven and six. That's good. It's a good football team. It's still not a great football team. That's a good football team, though. 
depends you on have to be like better than 11 and six to be considered great though i mean like it, it ultimately depends on your your great teams and again why they were such a weird team last year but your great teams right like when you look at the pack uh playoffs last year you're talking about the uh, uh um the 13 and three of the 12 and five teams right like those are the teams are 13 and four, 12 and five. I gotta get math right, man. That's the struggle out here. <laughs> your 13 and four, your 12 and five teams, right? Those are your teams that you look at and you say they got a legitimate chance for the Super Bowl. When you got a legitimate chance for the Super Bowl, you're a great football team. But yeah. it doesn't mean that the Bears still can't have a successful season being a nine and eight team, or the Vikings can't have a success. I doubt it. Vikings can't have a successful season being nine and eight because guess what? Jacksonville was in the AFC Championship game last year, nine and eight. I, I for me, I look at the Bills. Right, the Bills were twelve and five. That was a most people would say that was a great team. That was a great team. I kind of feel like if you find yourself between eleven and twelve, you're you're a great team. The, I think the I think it goes is, into I mean, how it, how you it, did it too. Yeah, how you do it. You know, are, is the other team beating themselves? And again, a win is a win. Don't get me win wrong. I'm win. not trying to discount anything because that's. I mean, it could happen to either team. But like we know the situations that we've come across was like, yeah, that team was that team should have won, but they didn't. You know, and we've had a couple of those games, right? So I don't know. I, I look at it a little differently. Uh, when it comes to what's good or not, if the Bears go eight nine or nine and eight, well, realistically, I, I mean they wouldn't play all seventeen games. But like, we've made we've made a you made a leap, made a huge leap, you like made a I, huge leap, a huge leap. Like I can't even discredit it. Like we've made a huge leap. You know what that means? If we do that, you know what that means? That means we were right about last season. Those six yeah. games that we should have won, we were right about last season. Yeah, that means hey. If we didn't sell off this defense, and I, I mean, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. But, like, you know, if we had better defensive players in certain these situations, we'd have a better record than last season. So, and, that means it, it proves everyone one, right in that regard. Yeah, a lot of those one-win games go your way. A lot of those games yeah. where it's like, we just need one stop. <laughs> and Roquan Smith is in the middle. You might get it. You might yeah. get it. <laughs> Overall, though, how do you feel about it? You got you got them splitting. I think we're as we come to the end of you got them splitting the series uh, series with them, and you got them smacking us. A, a one, one. I got them. I got them splitting it. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, for me, with the the Bears and the Vikings, I do have them splitting it because I just think that there's still steps that the Bears need to take. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, like I I look at this as a situation where the Bears can come in and they can compete in one game heavily and maybe lose it on, you know, Justin Jefferson being Justin Jefferson next game out. They come out and they handle business at home. I got, I can see that happening and it wouldn't be a surprise to me in the slightest. Uh, yeah. But I mean, we'll see. What What do you think? What do you think? I'm in the same boat with you. I, I got to split it, but the, the, how we split it is very important to me. I'm okay with losing to Minnesota early on. I do not want us to be in a situation where we take an L to them in between facing the Lions back to back. So I don't want to go Lions, Lions potential L, Vikings, we take an L, and then yeah. we roll back, uh, Lions roll into Chicago, we take an L, and then go face the Browns. Like, I don't want that stretch right there. I need to split that stretch. I need to, and I, I need to day, split that stretch for both the team's morale, the fan base morale, and I just want to see Justin in the best situation just yeah. to keep the momentum going because Chicago is one of those cities where if we lose two or three in a row, 
against our division in our division. Oh my yeah, god, it the noise is going to be unbearable. Like the, the 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 talks online are going to be unbearable, and it's like, hey, calm down, yeah. relax. And I just don't want that situation to develop. So like, I'm okay with taking the L first game, second game we got to win. I, I'm not lying to you. Uh, There's one way to fix this. You just beat them both times. Hey, man, we appreciate y'all for showing up. <laughs> appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let us know how you guys feel in the comments below, man. Uh, appreciate Kid for pulling up as always, man. Yeah, and for your boy, good. Pat, the designer, back at it again as always. Y'all stay safe out there. Chicago will be back on Wednesday with Jason McKee in the building, breaking down more Bears versus Vikings, probably getting some good stories as well. Y'all know McKee has some battles with them boys up there, man. So uh, as always, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Peace. Peace.